Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right, podcasting again. Um, I met today's guest uh, online the wonderful world of online. <laughs> and when I saw her title as a jealousy coach and you had shared somewhere your abortion story or maybe not your story, but like that you had, did have an abortion story. I can't remember in the second and we'll talk about it. But I was like, Ooh, this is a great guest for the podcast. I feel like um, there's a particular kind of jealousy that comes up with a lot of my clients. And so let's definitely talk about that. And um, I'm sure the audience would love to hear your story. But do you want to just introduce yourself as like who you are, why you said yes to being on the podcast, what you do, what you love, anything you want to say today to this audience? Sure. Um, thanks first for having me on. I was very excited when you reached out. Um, particularly because I think it's so, so important to talk about this topic of abortion. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love what you do. But yeah, sure. I mean, what do I do <laughs> before we get into that topic? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the jealousy coach. That's how, that's how I call myself. And, um, I mainly work with people who are either in open relationships or non-monogamous relationships. Mm. There's a lot of jealousy. So it's really that makes jealousy. sense. Yeah. So like really jealousy in the romantic yeah. relationship yeah. sense. Totally. And I also work with people who have had any type of infidelity in their mm-hmm. um yeah, in their in their relationships, in their monogamous relationships, or who are just jealous in a monogamous relationship. A re- relationship without like any particular incident having yeah. happened yeah so those are the types of people that I work with and yeah this is what I do and awesome I don't know if I even said your name did I um this is Martina Booth oh, yeah is that am I saying your name right Martina Booth yeah yes right. I, never, I didn't even <laughs> and say my we name will either. we will link to you usually I introduce with a name and then let you introduce yourself but you know now nothing, I am the jealousy coach there's <laughs> nothing standard on this uh podcast so <laughs> the jealousy coach um do you want to start just so that our audience like can I'm sure they're curious now like do you want to share anything about your story or um your experience or anything about your abortion that you want to share abortion or abortions I don't actually know your whole story so whatever you want to share and then I have all kinds of questions to ask you about jealousy okay I think it'd be nice for the audience to like hear your story first yeah absolutely I mean um that's that's why I'm here right yeah to share my story also yeah. and I'm gonna try and like not talk too much about it because I think we could build a whole episode with that I, know. I have a lot of um thoughts around abortions so maybe um I don't even know where to start I mean yes I had one abortion that was yep. the was a one-time thing yeah and I was already I was 29 so yep. it's not 
something like okay I'm a teenager so I was I was actually maybe old enough to be a mother but I chose not to because mainly because of the type of relationship I was in and Mm. the way that this relationship was affecting my life yeah a lot of people would probably call it toxic I try not to use that word because I don't know I mean I had my parts in it it was definitely not a healthy dynamic in the relationship and so in order to understand um how my how the story went for me I think it's important to mention that I'm German and I was Mm. in Germany at the time yeah and in Germany it is um it is illegal actually for um, doctors or anyone to advertise or even inform that they are doing that. So that not even like what they're doing, but you can't even like it. It's literally absolutely impossible to go on the internet and Google abortion in my area and figure out who does it. Like you can't. So that's, that's a major issue. And um, I was really lucky because I had a friend in the same town who was like oh yeah I've had that too and she was able to point me to where to go and so on but to me this was actually and I want to like this is actually something I want to emphasize like to me this is the worst part of the abortion it's not the Mm. actual abortion it's also not the after guilt that everyone tells you Mm -hmm. that you're gonna have which also my gynecologist told me oh you'll always feel a little guilty but the worst thing yeah she said that and it's not true I don't feel guilty. Wow. I really don't. Yeah. And so, but the worst thing was this not knowing how to do it. And if you can actually do it, this is why I find this whole thing with like what's going on right now in Texas and like the whole debate so horrible because that's the worst thing about it to me. And like, even if I think about it, it could possibly happen again that I get pregnant against my will. (laughs) Um, not knowing where to get one and I'm so glad I'm in the U.S. right now because I know there's Planned Parenthood and I just go there and I know what to do but in Germany it wasn't like that so I was lucky and um, so another thing why I said that I was in Germany is that I was forced to go to this um, like conversation there's like this uh, counseling that you have to do by law in order not to get punished for it because actually in Germany um, abortion is still in the criminal law so um, it means that it is, a, it is a crime, but if you do it within the first 12 weeks and you get this counseling and you do it under the cert- certain parameters that they yeah. give in the law, you are not getting punished for it. So I had to get this counseling. And why I'm mentioning it, this is that usually you would think the counseling will be like trying to convince you to have the child and make it work and give you all this information of how you get like of all the like support that you can get but in my case I wasn't even decided so I go in there she asks me are you decided already (laughs) yeah and I was like no I'm actually not sure what I'm gonna do because yeah at the time I was thinking maybe yeah maybe I can do this and so on so I told her a little bit about the story and about the relationship and how the dynamic between the, the father and the potential father and me was um which was like super horrible. Like always, like I had, I always blocked, like once a day I blocked him on WhatsApp because it was so horrible. The, thing, the things he said to me. Mm. Um, and this woman um, actually advised me not to have the child. Wow. She was like, if yeah. you have this child, you will be bound to this man for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that to me was the worst thing I could ever imagine for myself. I was like, if I cannot get rid of this man in my life, mm. my life will, I will, I will die. Right. I will. 
Yeah. Kill myself. There's no unblock button once yeah. your father or mothered someone's yeah. child. Yeah. Wow. And she said, if you if you have this child and he insists on being recorded officially as the father, which he could have done, I don't think he would have, but he could have because he was yeah. very irresponsible and he already uh -huh. had four other children from different women. So you yeah. can. So it wasn't really a threat, but just the the possibility that he could insist. And then she said. If he does that, then he has the right to veto everything, every decision, schooling, everything. You can't move with the child, nothing. And I'm like, this, this is going to end my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this man was still following me around, like after the relationship ended years after he was like contacting yeah. me and like not really stalking, but kind of. So I can see how he would have used that child to yeah. control my every move. And I'm so glad. And I think nobody ever thinks of these aspects yep. of having children with someone and um I also want to and I didn't even say that but his first reaction to me being pregnant when I told him was um oh so you, but you can still get rid of it right that was his first words that he said and after that it was my problem right. so it wasn't it was my it was a woman's problem he never dealt with it he yeah. didn't ask me anything he didn't try to help me find a way of doing it it was my problem he didn't come with me nothing so yeah that is my story and I do not Ooh. feel guilty and I'm very yeah. glad I did it and wow. I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, I, that's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Sure. All right. For... And, and now you're in different countries and yeah, <laughs> you're here. And... <laughs> I have moved on. I have left the relationship, thankfully, and the city. I have met someone <laughs> and I got married and I moved with him and this is how I ended up in Los Angeles where I'm right now <laughs> oh my goodness oh my yeah. goodness well I am a hundred percent positive there are many people listening who are like that's what happened to me that's what happened to me in all different parts of your story so every time we hear it we just know we're not alone and yeah. that's if someone else is brave enough to say it, like maybe I can stop hating myself for it at least, or like whatever their story is. Maybe I can tell my story. Maybe I can get help, like whatever the thing is. So all of that was so valuable for people to and, hear. Yes. And you know what, that, what you just said, there's actually something I wanted to say, because I don't know if this is something that everybody already knows but whenever I tell people about this and I do yeah. because I'm not ashamed and also yeah. especially because I, I have some kind of like traumatic response now when I have like when I have like a new sexual partner or like in any way sexual relationships yeah. I'm super scared that I'm it might happen again and I've heard this on a different podcast by yes. someone from like a different woman who said she, she has the same issue she can't have sex anymore super common. so be, because of that I, I've told several people men also that I was yeah. like dating or even friends and every single one that I have told about this has either said oh yeah this happened to me too or yes. oh yeah this happened to my girlfriend too my ex-girlfriend or yeah my friend some like it's so many people right right I know we talk about that a lot like as women it's one to you know one to three or four of us and then the same statistic exists for men, right? Like they, it's the same thing. They've been through it too. Yeah. That's really, and have you felt like it was um, well received? Like, was it scary to tell people and then like a relief after? Or like, what, what was that like? 
I mean, every time it's, of course, you don't really know what they're going to yeah. say or how they're going to react, but because I'm okay with it and I have no guilt of, I don't feel any regret myself. I'm yeah. not really scared. And I've learned this long and like long ago, I don't know, but I mean, I've always felt like something about me was different. I've always used, I've always used to like do things differently from other people. So I'm, sometimes I use this kind of thing to, and not, not that story in particular, but like yeah. just being totally open with who I am and what I do. And yeah. then I use that to distinguish people who I want to be my friends. Yeah, from totally. Who, oh, I, yeah. I get that a lot. I yeah. totally understand that. <laughs> Um, I do have quite a few people reach out to me and say like, I don't know how to tell my new partner. Mm. So like that piece yeah. too, I think is really, really common. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know, and it's possible that they are going to think uh, you're the worst person in the world. And uh, how could you have done this? Yeah. Yeah. But many people will probably say, oh yeah, I know this happened yeah. to me too. This happened to my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, my, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you, you don't have to answer any questions I ask you. No. <laughs> um, did you have, so let me tell you my, how it relates for me. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have any shame about the abortion itself, mm -hmm. like no shame about choosing abortion, aborting yeah. a child. Like that was not shame, but I had a lot of shame for like getting pregnant. Like I should have known, I should have yeah. like done better. I should have this, I should have that. So I was just curious in your case, like, did that come up like shame for having gotten pregnant with a man who you wouldn't even want? Like, yeah. I imagine it's even more complicated in a situation where the relationship isn't healthy and you get pregnant. Yeah. I thought about talking, I want like, I think I thought about ahead of time. Yeah. Now I'm saying weird things. Before I got on this call, yeah. I have thought about whether or not I wanted to talk about this because yes, this is um, something that I have been ashamed mm. for because maybe I, did, I didn't definitely do the best. I didn't make the best choices in that, um, in that area. And so I'm, and I've decided that, yes, I want to share because yeah. I, I also have thoughts about that. So I, I'm very willing to share. I don't know how much I can, I can say here, like, I don't want you it can to be say like anything. out or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what we were doing yeah. is we were, we were like just pulling out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that method method is not very sure, very secure. And I know that stuff can happen, but I want to actually say, more secure than you would think. Yes. That's <laughs> what I want to say. Because, yes. That's what I wanted to say because we, yeah. we have been using this for eight months Yeah. and nothing ever happened. It was yeah. very, yeah. it was working. The one time it didn't work was yeah. when he didn't pull out. Right. He didn't pull out. And uh, he was like, oh, interesting. I hope we're not going to have a child now. Ha ha ha. Oh, interesting. So I'm like, it was quite effective because I know uh, exactly what happened. Uh, there was one shot. Yeah. And I know it takes only one shot. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> that's why I, I, I'm also so scared because I know how it only takes one shot. But I'm like, he had one job. Yeah. Right. Right. And that makes me so mad because of course now I'm the stupid one because I could have taken the pill. I could have used a condom, blah, blah, blah. But, but he had one job. <laughs> and, 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 and the same thing has happened to me. Thankfully, nothing has happened, but the, th the same thing has happened to me with condoms where the condom came off right. and the guy didn't say anything. And afterwards was like, oh yeah, I noticed it come off kind of, but, and I'm like, right. 
are you what yeah. are you serious? like you didn't you noticed that and you didn't say anything right, and so right. I'm like sorry but <laughs> and yeah there was a lot <laughs> of shame cool. for, for not being smarter about this especially yeah. with this this guy and yeah yeah because you had already had four kids with different women so I could have known better but well yeah. I didn't yeah I just think it's interesting how um there's so many different reasons to feel shame or guilt or like you know all the things regret right I had no regret about my abortion but I regretted like not checking the strings of my IUD because my IUD fell out I didn't know it fell out oh okay um but I was like I should have checked the strings I, I couldn't even actually reach them like my uterus was in like a weird place mm -hmm. but even still I was beating myself up I'm like I should have figured out a way to reach them I should have had someone else check them <laughs> like yeah probably, it's amazing but... how like you find a way to feel all the shitty yeah. feelings no matter what they're about and yeah. so it becomes an opportunity to process all those feelings whether they're shame for having had an abortion or shame for getting pregnant or shame for being in an abusive relationship or shame for yeah whatever it is it's just like a big old human experience yeah yeah for me it's definitely more the shame of even getting pregnant and that's also what yeah. when I'm like when I say like I'm traumatized I can't have sex and be relaxed about it anymore it's more yeah. that um I'm not even scared of not have of, of having to have an abortion again even though it was a it was a horrible experience I want to say that it was it was painful it was very bad mm. to do it so I want to say All that right. no woman yeah. wants to do that again and and people who say that women just use that as a contraception method are stupid sorry but because <laughs> it's know. nothing that you want to do but that's not even my problem my problem was always this like oh my god but I was in a rural area in Germany for a long time later and I was like I wouldn't what about if I can't find someone in time and then I have to have the right. child yeah so yeah isn't it crazy like we had so like you're expressing this fear and this shame around your body working the way it's supposed to work mm -hmm. right it's like just you just have a human body with human biology and this fear of getting pregnant which is just like what bodies do and if we could yeah. just take away all the stigma and all the nonsense and the inaccess like make it accessible and easy for people to get yeah. it's just crazy it's just crazy yeah. and so the, and it's like there are two people involved but only one has to deal yeah. with, the, with the i know i wrote down those words when you say it's a woman's problem yeah yeah uh, so. and i mean i don't know i don't want to say anything that is like that the leftists are gonna go crazy on me but this guy was a muslim and it's probably important to say that because he had a very clear idea of what is a woman's problem well, and yeah so yeah 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 that, right? a, that played a role also and it and that's actually an important point in that like in every story there's many different layers like someone's religion is a layer someone's yeah. ethnicity is a layer some where someone was born like what country they were born in yeah, is a yeah. layer like all of these pieces factor into us making decisions and how it happens in the first place and like how we feel after all of it is like yeah it's all just complex yeah, yeah. It's, and and you know i also find that in 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 other with other issues that are kind of like controversial maybe but this one is one of those where everyone has an opinion because they think it's not their problem and it's never going to yes. happen to them. I was talking to a friend about this and she's a good friend and she, she, she didn't judge me or anything for doing it, but she was saying that she would never 
consider doing it herself and blah 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 and we almost got in, we actually got in a fight about this um because it was one of those moments where i was scared of potentially being pregnant again which i mean i have done like yeah. five thousand pregnancy tests after that and taken the morning after pill five times because i just i go nuts and every time i'm scared and for two weeks waiting for my period was one of yeah. those moments so I, we got in a fight over that and yeah. she was like yeah she would never do it and then a couple of weeks later i actually told her the the, the real the detailed story of my how my what but i just told you and like even more details about the yeah. time then and then suddenly she was like oh well well yeah if i look at it from that point of view i might have also decided different i'm like yeah it's always I look like at the actual human experience yeah. and not what's on the media <laughs> exactly. now i understand <laughs> yeah it's like Oh my you you think it's it's just uh, this thing that you have an opinion about until yeah. it happens to you, and then yeah. maybe your opinion yeah. might change. I mean, I even feel that way. My opinion was very pro-choice. It was just like, of course, women should have access to abortion. Of course, they should have autonomy over their bodies. Like, but I didn't understand it until I had an unplanned pre pregnancy, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I am pro-choice, but like, this is way more complicated than I ever thought it yeah. was. Like, this is, there's a way more feelings here yeah. than what I, I, as like a pro-choice advocate, you know, understand. Yeah. It's like, you don't know until you know, and it's the same thing. You like don't. when my, yeah. my dad died from cancer and before that I have always, ca cancer was this horrible thing that happens to other people, you know? Right. And then suddenly it's like, oh no, it can actually happen to you. And that yeah, changes everything. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wake up call. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about jealousy okay. because <laughs> unless actually I shouldn't just close the chapter. Is there anything else you want to share or you feel like a listener needs to hear about your experience or your story? Um, I had a whole list of things, but now I don't have the list with me, of course, because, <laughs> 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 but I think, yeah, the main points I, I think I, I, I said already. Yeah. 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 And feel free to like add anything. We, mm -hmm. can, we can make it work later if you really okay. feel like you want to say something. <laughs> um, okay. There are a few places I see jealousy come up around, um, around my community. Mm -hmm. One is like when a partner who the pregnancy happened with either has children and you don't, or they become an ex and go on to have children, right? So like, I was with that partner, we chose not to have a baby, and then we separated and they had children and I didn't, right? So there's this like, there's this jealousy that happens around like, you know, could, why couldn't he make it work with me or like, whatever, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Another one is, um, jealousy around other people's pregnancies and jealousy around, you know, like the, the difficulty of going to a baby shower and, you know, having some, some, even, I think it comes up even when people know they made the right decision for them, seeing other people pregnant stirs up some jealousy. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one, like I, this is sort of related to what I said before, but like, is if you're with a partner who already has kids and just mm -hmm. doesn't want more of them. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know that I'm sure I'll think of more, but like, those are some that feel particularly pr present yeah. or like, I just found out my cousin was, is pregnant and our babies would have been the same age, or I just found out my best friend is pregnant and our babies would have been the same age. And it's stirring up all this jealousy in me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are totally different examples from what I usually work with, but it's <laughs> funny because I know sometimes people um, like interpret what I like. I'm always like, yeah, of course, jealousy. It's about, you know, cheating. And but right, right, of right. course, there are other types of jealousy. And in the end, it's the same thing. I mean, two things came to mind when you just mentioned these examples. One was being focused on something that you that you want that you don't have yes, it's like always totally. this is the typical typical comparison like um this person has something I want and I can't yeah. have it yeah um that's not what I usually have so much with my clients but it yeah. totally makes sense in yeah. that scenario and the other one is actually um making it about yourself this is what I see a lot mm. in my like oh in that's my super practice. important yeah <laughs> and I would have to think about your examples a little yes. bit and I would definitely come up with something deeper probably um but the one that where they're making it about themselves as mm. in my mm. in my experience from my clients it's usually not in any way relate like it, the, the, the partner does something that brings it up but it goes right into some old childhood wound that they already have Yeah. So when I work with my clients, I don't work with them. I work with them a little bit on what the partner's doing and stuff, but then I work with them a lot on stuff that they learn from their parents, being scared of disappointing someone, thinking that they have to make someone happy, the anxiety of losing control. So I think it may be a little bit like in, in that direction, also like the thing with why couldn't he make it work with me? Why didn't he want that with me? When we, when I was pregnant, we chose an abortion and now he's pregnant with this other woman. I think that would probably go in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even focused on something you want and can't have is still making it about you and what you don't have. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, it's all related. Like, yeah. <laughs> how you use one tool is how you can use it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but let's say a client is listening and they're really feeling like they want something someone else in their life has. And it's either a pregnancy or a partner who understands and supports them or like whatever it is, mm -hmm. what are some like, I don't know, like a top tool or three steps for like working through that on your own? Like when you really mm -hmm. want something and it's not yours. I mean, I always ask why, why do you want that? Like, what does it mean to you? Of course, now you could say yeah well I'm a woman I'm supposed to have children I have this need but why why would it be so horrible if you don't if you didn't have them ever for example just go to the extreme and see what yeah. your brain comes up with totally. I, I like to go to the extreme and say okay so why why would that be a problem just, just to see definitely to get all the all the stuff dumped on the table and then look at that because that's what and it's probably gonna get come back to some deeper thing 
inside you because that's also something that I have really thought about a lot in the last months is that why do we even have relationships like why do we even um why do humans want to have one partner to connect with and I mean I don't want to like go too deep because I could like talk a whole episode about this I was actually going to make an episode on my own podcast and then I never <laughs> had time <laughs> but I think really what happens is something like we have in our in our relationships with our parents when we're really little those relationships are important for our survival like they're not important they're crucial like we cannot survive an infant cannot survive without someone to take care yeah. of them yeah. so the relationship somehow in and of itself becomes super important to have and then we we get all these like we adopt or we build all these belief systems around ourselves in relation to how our parents acted with us or didn't interact with us and later we somehow and and those are usually connected with negative emotions right so and then later we look for someone else to heal that wound Mm, for us to like totally missing piece (laughs) yeah and that could be a partner but maybe also a child you know Mm -hmm. in in, instead of like going back and healing that in ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and owning it as our own thing that we want Oh, that's so interesting. We were just, I don't remember which podcast it was. It was either the last one or the one before that. We were just talking about this. Like when you experience something traumatic Mm -hmm. in childhood, even just like whatever it is and like putting yourself in the same position to heal the wound. Yeah. And that feels like what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's almost like, what is the root of this jealousy? Like, where is it really coming from? What's really happening here? Yeah. What is really, what is the thing that you want so desperately from your partner that they're not even responsible to give to you? Mm, That makes sense. yeah, Yeah, totally. And because it's, because you need it from them, because it's, it's very important for you to even feel whole, to even feel worthy as a person you crave it so much and so you have to protect it and that's where the jealousy comes in because if somebody or any any situation or whatever something threatens that and you mm-hmm. you're fearing it to like be taken away from you or even in parts you know if it's only attention that's taken away from you that alone can be enough then your your whole identity your whole feeling of worthiness is in danger and that's why then people start reacting like crazy yeah yeah yeah, I mean, is jealousy always, I feel like the answer is yes, but like <laughs> always linked to scarcity. Is it ever not linked to scarcity, right? It's like, there's not enough for me and someone else has it, whether yeah. it's love or a thing or. I wouldn't have put it that way, but I guess you could say that. Yeah, I would have said it's always in some way related to something inside me yeah in inside in like a yeah maybe a scarcity or like a lack of something let's yeah put it that way um, or fear of not having access to something yeah yeah but it could even be more complicated than that I mean I swear every client has a completely different portfolio of thoughts and belief systems that lead to the jealous behavior you would think it's always the same oh it's clear you know they <laughs> yeah, see the right. doing something no um, it's always something totally something deeper. I'm think I'm trying to think of a client that I can use as an example right now. That ha- that's a good example. I mean, 
it's usually something like being feeling loved and wanted and worthy so that's why you yeah. need the attention mm-hmm. from your client but uh, from your partner <laughs> from your client mm-hmm. um but it could also be yeah something more complex like I was always scared to disappoint my dad and now because my partner is interested in someone else it's kind of like I'm disappointing them because I'm not you know like a more complex logic logical Mm -hmm. like conclusion yeah yeah it is such a like raging hot topic I mean jealousy leads to so much fear and like overconsumption and miscommunication and like oh yeah miscommunication is a big one yeah yeah do you oh go ahead sorry I just wanted to say that that's because you the people are acting from their they're they're acting from a trauma from a like a, a very deep rooted feeling that is that is for them a survival thing yeah not consciously of course but subconsciously they think they're dying and that's why they attack they yell they 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 go crazy and they can't control themselves and this is what I always have the clients that they can't control themselves they I mean it's not even for them it's not even managing their mind for them it's really like feeling healing wounds because that's where the reactions come from yeah 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 I imagine there's a lot of like getting grounded and like you know bringing yourself out of your head and back down like yeah because you get so up in your head and it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier and you gotta like bring it all back down to your body and just like get grounded yes exactly and be like okay I feel this what do I need what do I need right now from myself yeah and not from my partner exactly exactly I was going to say, do you have any um, favorite book recommendations about jealousy or resource recommendations? You have a podcast. As, yeah, as I just the- started it and then I didn't, you know how it is. But, um, yeah, because I'm actually doing, um, because I've noticed that jealousy is so related to um, these childhood wounds to like trauma often. Um, yeah. I'm actually now doing a, a training in in, as to become a trauma practice, what, mm-hmm. what, what is the correct word? Uh, embodied process, processing practitioner. Yeah, and that's really to heal trauma and even yeah. like other things like rape trauma and stuff. Yeah, um, that's not what I'm doing, but I mean I'm I'm learning. So now my focus is really on trauma, nervous system, understanding mm-hmm. how that works. And I um I like I haven't even finished reading it, but I I like the um, the body keeps the score. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really about mm. like understanding trauma and what happens in your body. And I'm really told, I'm convinced of this embodied work mm. where you, instead of kind of where you just accept yourself with your trauma and with all your past and you learn how to like heal that and you give yourself what you need. Yeah. I have a lot of um, traumatic experiences in my past that did not, that have nothing to do with abortion for example but um that's why I know because I've done a lot of this work with myself and I yeah. and I know that you can you can heal yourself and you can give yourself mm. what you need but you need to learn how to do that and that's what I'm focusing on a lot now and um yeah so because you asked about book recommendations like at the moment it's really not um jealousy it's more like the trauma in general yeah, 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, and because I work with relation, like romantic jealousy in terms of like cheating and so on. So if, if anyone was interested in that, I would definitely um, recommend, um, for example, to, to read, if it was somebody who is in a monogamous relationship and wants to stay there is a book um, or anything written by Esther Perel, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I have this book, um, The State of Affairs, that is specifically specifically about that but um anything i think that she does is pretty good yeah and um yeah if if anyone is in an open relationship or something there are other books like for example i like the ethical slut they also have a section i just heard about that book yeah (laughs) it's really it's really good and it has a good section about jealousy i would recommend that yeah but it's all of course related to romantic relationships now so yeah yeah Yeah. anything else you want to share today do you think someone needs to hear? Um, just that I'm coming back to the topic of abortion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that it's... First, I want to say it doesn't. it's not implied that you always will feel guilty and that you will, for the rest of your life, keep track of how old your child will yes. be because it doesn't have to be that way. And I... I hate that my gynecologist said that to me because mm-hmm. it was not true. That's not necessarily going to happen. It doesn't have to be this huge thing that destroys your life and will now, um, from now on, determine everything you do. It, and I love the posts sometimes um, that you make where it's like, yeah, it's, I just have a normal life, right? <laughs> right. Like I had and- an abortion and I'm drinking iced tea (laughs) yes yes because that's how it is I never think about that like ever and I just want everyone to know that you don't have to make this the biggest deal of your life and um also just that it's like I feel like it's happened so much more than everyone thinks and even though everyone acts like it doesn't happen you're not the only one definitely not (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, the statistics are on your side in terms yeah. of being in community. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, what is your, what is your like, what do you call it? A handle? Is that a thing? What do you, what's your Instagram name? <laughs> My Instagram is um, the, the jealousy coach. <laughs> Just one word. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I also- is that a good place for people to find you or is there a better place? That is I will they will find me there mm-hmm. and I'm I try to be as active as possible I mean I'm also I think for sometimes I'm actually more active on Facebook but I try to keep it like yeah even on, fa- on Facebook I'm you can find me under the same name the, the jealousy coach or even like my name Martina Booth nice awesome yeah. good yeah. well we'll put all the links to all over the place for the show and for your you know more resources from you but thank you thank you for sharing your story and your expertise i love thank you for inviting me i was really excited to be here because you know what um i actually found you because i was thinking maybe i should work with people who had abortions because they have to have somebody to 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 coach them to help them and then i found you i think that's how i found you and then i started following you and (laughs) well we need more of us (laughs) but you're Your niche is so super important, especially with open relationships. Oh my gosh. And and you know what? We're going to see. Go ahead. I was going to say, we have one thing in common um, that that is controversial and that we get a lot of people who don't like what we're doing. And I think this is the sign that we have to be doing it. 
Yeah. And I just think like the way we view relationships and monogamy is going to be changing so much Mm. in the coming years that lots of people are going to need your work. I hope so, because I think we there are also statistics for cheating and they also show that that also happens much more than we think and we want yeah. to think so oh dear <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get into that so oh my goodness all right well thank you again and i look forward to staying in touch thank you <laughs> thanks for listening and as always please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.